Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday the 12th of May. Today, I'm joined for the last time this week by Lewis Francis, who is a competition winner. Hey there, Lewis, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Uh, very good. So, um, today, what? Uh, let the please let the uh, listeners know what story you would like uh, to talk about from Watson's Daily. So, I've picked out the Adidas Yeezy story out of the Watson Daily today. I yeah. think it's uh, caught my eye. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. I thought it was just quite an interesting story. Um, obviously, he's a slightly younger listener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more, I'm more into the the, oh, the, the uh, sort of uh, that and the um, uh, Kanye West fans out there. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah. So yeah. Go go ahead. Yeah. No. I think uh, it's quite an interesting story. Obviously, when it all broke out, obviously Kanye West's comments, or I think he's changed his name now, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Was quite quite an impact on Adidas, and obviously the brand was only going from strength to strength at the times in terms of Yeezys, you know, mm-hmm. with their drops, people were literally getting up at silly o'clock in the morning all over the world, just the chance to get a pair. Mm. I think it was a real blow to them. And yeah. I think this will really almost draw a line under all the controversy and issues that surrounded mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, so, I mean, j- j- basically for those who, who didn't know, so, um Kanye West um made a lot of very offensive remarks anti-Semitic remarks um well he didn't just do them once he's done them for years. he's done them for quite some time said all sorts of um weird and wonderful things and um it's just that the last one was pretty much the straw that broke the camel's back um Adidas couldn't ignore it anymore um so they basically had to cut ties um, with him, and the problem was they were left wearing uh, a, a, something like a billion pounds worth of stock of his, um, you know, of his shoes and stuff. And um, yeah, the the thing is, is that they what they've decided, uh, what you know, so Adidas um, they had their first loss or something in thirty one years, um, and a lot of that was to do with the fact that they were suddenly saddled with all this these these. Uh, shoes that potentially they were going to have to get rid of um but at the moment you know so what they've decided to do is is um sell them off um and then pay some of the money which they haven't said how much they're going to pay what percentage or whatever whether it's just a lump sum um although he is going to get some of the he is going to get some of you know because of the contracts and stuff he is going to get some of the proceeds of the sale of those um, of those items. Um, I mean, I know that other you have um, luxury goods companies are well known for doing things at the end of a season where they will burn um, their merchandise that hasn't sold um, because they don't want to cheapen the brand by you know, having it popping up at a factory outlet store or uh, or at a TK Maxx around the corner, you know, so they do they do quite dramatic stuff like that. So Adidas could have done that, they didn't. But yeah, I mean, you're 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 quite sort of positive about this, aren't you? 
Yeah, I think, you know, obviously the comments that were made were, were horrendous and none of those should have ever been said. And I think people were hurt by them. Mm. Adidas could have very easily cut ties and never mentioned the word Yeezys again. They could mm. have cut ties, you know, let the storm sort of pass over. Yeah. You know, keep trying to plug away at other markets and almost forgotten that it yeah. ever happened, which you've seen companies do before. Yeah. I think it's good that they're acknowledging their mistake in terms of making him such a focal point yeah. in their sort of marketing and their scheme in yeah. these shoes. And yeah. I think, you know, as the old adage always goes, sort of 5% of something is better than 100% of nothing. Yeah. You know, these people that were hurt are going to get something from it. Yeah. You know, as much as he'll receive Kanye West, it's, I mean, um, will receive some money from it. Yeah. The only negative side. Yeah. I think, you know, it goes somewhere to helping those that were hurt by it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, although I would say that I am more cynical in this, in that I think they're doing this because they had to and because now it looks good um, because they they had to, you know, they, they went for years, like basically going, la, 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 you know, sort of um, putting their fingers in there and going, la, 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 no, he's a nice bloke. Yeah, you know, he's a little bit crazy, but, you know, uh, we're still with him. Um, when really they should have got rid of him ages ago. Um, and, and um, you know, the prospects of just chucking away all this stock would not have sat well um, with them. So I think basically they're just doing this to make the best of a bad job. Um, and I do w- wonder whether they are going to, um, you know, what, what the prices are going to be. You know, actually, will they be able to sell them for the same price as they would have done because of the notoriety and the fact that, that everyone knows that this will never happen again? So, you know, there's a rarity value. Maybe you'll get people that will buy them as a sort of an investment. Um, and then sell them on eBay in a few years hence saying, oh, yeah, you know, these are part of the last ever one sold. So, you know, et cetera, maybe they could do that. But the wider question, I think, um, is to do with the fact, you know, does this mean that we and I have um, talked about this before um, in a uh, in a pot, you know, in po- various podcasts is that. I do wonder whether we will see more um, uh, a, a virtual, you know, um, sort of virtual representatives of companies um, because, you know, uh, AI generated or having uh, an, av- an avatar but ha- that has a team behind it, you know, passing in all the inputs of what are the latest trends, what are the latest, you know, what's, what's hot, you know, and just really trying to make the ideal ambassador for your product. Um, And I think that that is quite an interesting uh, concept. And I don't think that you necessarily need to endorse um, athletes at ridiculous amounts of money because you may be able to, although you might not get the same buzz, you may well be able to generate some buzz for much less money. Because, um, I and and you know, and there's zero chance that that um, that you know virtual ambassador is going to go rogue like Kanye West did. So you know, I mean, you think of, of disgraced athletes and so uh, or disgraced um, sort of celebs 
Um, obviously, you know, Kanye West. Um, I'd say Lance Armstrong, the cyclist, is another one because, I mean, he just had so many deals with Nike and stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot. There are a lot of them. Um, and like I say, this if if you went down the Avatar route, um, it would be, you know, it's risk free. And the other thing I would argue as well is, although people say, "Oh no, that's not. It's not real." Um, uh, no, I you know I prefer someone real behind it. Well, actually, there it's not really that new a concept because you've got um, lots of ambassadors for various products that that aren't real either and they've been very successful i mean tony the tiger for for frosties for instance or um that sock monkey um that that used to advertise you know um with johnny vaughan uh you know pg tips and stuff you know all these things they're not they're not real i mean okay that's got a (laughs) that sock monkey's got a got a hand obviously stuck up somewhere uh you know but my point is, is that you you go, oh yeah, oh that's the sock monkey thing. You know, you kind of associate these these the you know positive things, and I think that can be done even more convincingly and potentially you know more profitably with avatars that can sort of, you know, you'd be able to get more interaction. I mean, just imagine you could have like, you could have I don't know Instagram lives with the um virtual kind of representative of new representative of frosties and that could be entirely powered by ai and you don't no one even needs to be there so i mean i think it's there's so many possibilities here um and that maybe these sportswear companies and things might consider doing that in future but i don't know i mean would you would you be persuaded by anything like that or you you um sort of um exclusively human in your um in your inspiration no i don't think i'm exclusively human i think a lot of brands can do that yeah. i don't think sports brands can do that i think and i know this might sound weird but kids look up to the the image not the person you know mm. i played football for god knows how many years you know, mm-hmm. how many trainings I went to, how many games in rainy situations and everything. And I wasn't looking up to the person. I was looking up to the dream of being, you know, that next person, that next footballer in the Premier League mm-hmm. or whatever. I think kids look up to the, not the person. The person might embody the dream, but they look mm-hmm. up to the dream. And I think if you go down the AI technology, I think that might be lost because you don't see mm-hmm. AI technology scoring the winning goal for England in the Euros or the World Cup. Yeah, the no, actual that's true. people doing it. And, you know, suddenly if that person's then wearing Adidas football boots or Nike football boots, you know, mm. every kid's going to want those boots because they want to be in that position. They want to be scoring that goal. And as you know, the realistic chance of that happening mm. so small, but yet kids and sort of young adult adults still believe in it and mm. wrong with that because you know everybody's got to believe in something mm. i think it's um i just think it's what drives the people to want that you know mm. i'm a big cricket fan you know yeah and when joe root first signed with new balance you know yeah. you couldn't get your hands on a new balance back because he was the best batter yeah. in the world yeah you just couldn't get your hands on one not yeah. because it was making those people better but because yeah. the best in the world was using it and yeah, yeah, yeah. wanted to be that best in the world. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Like it. So, God, you you are a bit of a sportsman then. 
any any uh, any chance you think you'll get called up at all? Yeah, no, definitely not with the way they're playing. Maybe a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a years ago, the way they were playing, but we've turned yeah. it on and now. There's, so. there's, there's always there's always a chance. There's always a chance. There's always a chance. Yeah, you never, <laughs> know. you never know what's around. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, um, brilliant. So there we go. I mean, I, I think we were saying the other day about um, concentrating on Chinese market, but anyway. So actually, we'll move on to the next uh, the next topic, which is uh, also actually you know AI. Funnily enough, so um, uh, MEPs were voting yesterday on Europe's Artificial Intelligence Act. Um, so this is all about um, regulations governing governing AI in the EU. As again, that's not lots of acronyms there. Um, but the yeah, so the they were the MEPs were uh, debating the EAIA, which governs AI in the EU. Whoa, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, anyway, so I I think that uh, this is very interesting um, because they are this is going to be like the first proper regulation of its type. Um, we've got the US, so the so in 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 America we've got the F, F uh, the FTC, and in the UK we've got the CMA who are looking um, at, uh, at at this. But the Europeans at the moment seem to be at the cutting edge. Um, there was a lot of stuff about you know not uh, allowing use of facial tech, uh, facial recognition or other biometrics and things, um, but. You know, there was some interesting debate with regard to having to pay or having to acknowledge co uh, where content came from, having to pay for that. Uh, particularly, they're using content to train their models. Um, I think this is really interesting, but also very, very difficult. And I don't see a, a solution to this in the near term. There should be. But I think it's going to be very difficult because, for instance, if you are uh, training your uh, generative AI model on Wikipedia, for instance, um, it's not like one person wrote Wikipedia. There, you know, you look at the bottom of most Wikipedia articles, and there is an absolute ton of resources and things that are written in there that that then that were used to create the article that you see. So, if you train on Wikipedia, yes, Wikipedia is free, but what about the stuff that's un underlying? So, how do you do that? How much do you pay? Also, if you were going to pay, um, you know, like a news company, you know, like a media company, how do you charge? What do you say? I mean, I, um, I think that it's a very difficult thing because you could say, oh, well, we'll base it on the number of users you have, but do you charge the same per click or is it, how do you do yeah how do you even how do you even price it you know uh, because there may be some um uh, information that is perhaps more valuable in terms of the money that it can generate than others i mean this is why for instance the ft costs so much more than more other newspapers for instance so does that mean the ft charges more for if um you know, AI models use its material. Um, 
you know, it's very, it's a very, very difficult thing to, uh, to, to, to actually think about. But um, the fact is, you know, the matter is this has been voted on yesterday. It is coming in. But, you know, what, what do you what do you think about this, Lewis? No, I think it's it's a first step in a very long road. You know, you've got to see what America does, the US and also the UK, see mm-hmm. how they they tackle it. But I think in terms of the payment, I think the only way I see it is almost like a sort of a subscription monthly payment. You know, yeah. these AI companies agree something with the news people or whoever they're getting the original information from. You know, they agree they're going to pay them a monthly subscription and then they pass on the cost to their consumer. Mm. You know, I think that's the only way at the moment. But, you know, if the AI technology companies don't have to do this, you know, I'm not a big technology person, but if they can access that information freely, they're not going to willingly give up money because mm. no business would. But, you know, is that an avenue that they can go down? Can they, you know, have an agreement that monthly they get so much and it doesn't matter how many users use their site, it's just flat fee every month mm. and the AI company then passes on to the consumer. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I agree. Um, and I do think it will be interesting to see whether we in the UK take this on um uh, you know to use use the um the europe's law as a base and then have a bit of a tinker with it and also whether the us does it as well um or whether they just everyone decides to just do their own thing um but um but i think certainly this is this needs to be done it does need to be done quickly i think that in europe's case it's going to be more difficult because there's another stage now. And I think that, I mean, apparently there had already been a, a thousand amendments um, in this uh, art, you know, Artificial Intelligence Act. And there is going to be a uh, negotiation with individual members with regard to um, other sort of exemptions and things like this. Like if there's a terrorist threat, are they allowed to do certain things? You know, that sort of thing. Um, whereas I, I would argue that, for instance, if for the UK, we could, take it on okay we're maybe slightly behind here but you know if we take it on we're only one country and then we can decide yes no we'll do this here are the amendments and bosh you know we can put it in so i don't know it'll be interesting but it is all it is a work in progress but at least something is being done the but and the fact is is that it's all being done at pretty much the same time around the world so any other thoughts on this no, like you, I just thought it was interesting. You mentioned sort of it being around the world. It's um, obviously it's not an issue that's just individual to certain areas around the world. It's going to affect every single person across the globe. Mm. So it'll be interesting. Maybe this is obviously just spitballing. If they almost had like a blanket ruling, you know, if they could mm. get countries together and go, you know, this is what's been working in the European Union. Mm. Everybody applies it, then it makes it a lot, e- a lot more. Oh, yeah. Uh, AI companies to maybe move to a different country. Yeah. They've got more lax rules about it, you mm. know, move to different sort of off-site, offshore sites, you know, mm. so that they can get away from the regulations. Because I think mm. if someone goes at it themselves, not everybody's going to get it right. I think, mm. you know, it's a hard enough thing to regulate at the moment. You know, it's only going to get more complex as they 
develop the technology further. Mm. I think it could almost require almost like a blanket, but then, you know, when have the countries ever been able to figure something out? Like well, exa- exactly. I mean, that's the thing, is it? I mean, in an ideal world, I reckon you'd have like a global regulator, you know, with represent, you know, like you'd have like a UN of, of this, and then you'd have an associated inf- enforcement body. And then everything would get done in the same way around the world. And I think that would be important because of the na- the borderless nature of all this kind of technology. However, as you say, the likelihood of that happening, I think, is very small because everyone's going to want their own thing and they're going to want their power over their own stuff. So I guess this is the next best thing if you've got, if, if you know, in terms of all of Europe, all of America and the UK, but then, you know, there are vast swathes of the world um, that are still left, right? But st- even so, it is better than not doing it. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll see how quickly this stuff can be brought in and enforced. So, anyway, on that note, I think we'll end it today. Um, but thank you very much, Lewis, for not only your insight today, uh, but also um, your insight for the for the whole of this week. So thank you very much indeed. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed all of it. I hope uh, your listeners have not not minded me rubbing rabbiting it. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Um, but anyway, also thank you very much for listeners as always for listening to us. Um, if you can say nice things about this. Um, podcast vote us you know with like five stars and stuff we're going down the rankings unfortunately and i think the reason is i can see a lot of the stuff that's above us in the rankings is um to do with house prices and cryptocurrency um so it does it is it's going on at the moment so any support you could give us would be greatly received but anyway thank you very much indeed have a great day weekend etc whatever you're up to and we'll be back again soon many thanks Bye.